up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and we are coming to you semi-live to talk through this week's Drafts on Drafts, which, honestly, Michelle, I know we're just getting on the mic today. There's a couple things that I gotta say. First is, happy September. It's September now. (laughs) True. And second of all, we have been talking about booze for a couple minutes before we got on. I mean, like 15 minutes. I was going to say. Before we started recording. It was a a lot of minutes. It was a lot of minutes. Like, like way too many minutes. I am so, I am, I'm really amped up right now. I don't know where this came from. I feel like my energy level just shot through the roof because we were talking about booze, right? (laughs) And your time in Saratoga betting on the ponies. So I want to hear from you to start this beautiful fall day because now it is September indeed. How are you feeling for today's Drafts on Drafts? Are you as excited as I am to drink a beer and talk to the people about Kobe fucking Bryant the goat? Oh, yeah. I mean, who's not excited to talk about the goat? I mean, clearly Kate and I are are ready to rock and roll here. We have our beers ready. We have so much to talk about for Kobe and, and celebrate him. Um, but I will just say one quick thing. Because you, because <gasps> you mentioned it. Is this just one thing with Michelle? Well, I just will say, because you mentioned it, I did happen to go to Saratoga. I had a freaking awesome time. The, one of the best things about Saratoga in the summer is the Saratoga horse racing track. Kate and I have done a horse racing episode at some point or another. We definitely oh, talked yeah, we about have. it. Um, and we probably gave you things to look at that I absolutely don't look at at all. So I just want to tell you what I did that day. And it's the best thing that I ever did. And I'm going to do it every time I go to the horse racing track in the future. You ever did? I think this is the best thing I ever did. Basically, I, I, knew, I knew the names of each of the horses for all of the races the day that I was going in advance. So you can look at it a few days in advance. You can see who's racing in all the races. At Saratoga, okay. there's there's typically 10 races in the day at Saratoga. So I got this information. I went through it, you know, clear head, not at the track, whatever. And as we all know, I use this very specific mathematical way of figuring out which horses I bet on, a.k.a. I pick the ones that I like their names the best, and that's how I do it. So... I just thought, you know what, before I get there, and then it's like, you want to walk around, you want to go to the paddock, you want to get a beer, you want to have a bite to eat, we were with friends, there's kids. I'm like, before I do this, I'm just going to read all the names, write them down, bring it with me, and then the minute that we walked into the gates at Saratoga, I went to to the little machine, I put in my bets right at the beginning of the day, and then I didn't have to worry about a thing all day. I just got to watch the races, which I did pretty good. I definitely came out on top, so that's exciting. Thank you for, you know, all you got to do is look say, at... did you win? All right. Yes, I definitely won. All you have to do is look at the names for anyone that cares. LOL. Um, but yeah, anyone that's going to the horse racing track, because it kind of still is the season, I think that is the best way to do it. I highly enjoyed myself. I recommend it. And the very last very cherry on top part of this story before we talk about Kobe. Sorry, Kobe. I'm taking up all of this time when we should be talking about you is in the 10th race, there was a horse named Salino. Kate, do you know the significance of that? I I do. Why don't you tell the people? That is my maiden name. I am now Santucci, but I was Salino. And so there was actually a horse with my old last name the name i grew up with that was the horse wild and is is that the horse that won you your earnings from the day it they, that horse came in third we did do a win play show so we did win some money on that that's good but like 
very strange, bizarre turn of events, like that you go to a racetrack and like the horse has your last name. And my last name's not like Smith. So it's not like very, very strange to see that. Um, but anyway, for all you horse betters out there, look, look at the list ahead of time, pick the, the best names and then go kick yourself, go kick your feet up and have a beer and enjoy yourself. All right, I, I I have a proposal here. Ooh. I have a proposal. Okay. I think we should have a cheers to Selino the horse, the <laughs> third place horse. Should we that... open our beers just a minute early here? I think we should. I, I think I think right. we do. Right, Let, right, right. Let's open this for Selino the horse. Cheers to Selino. <laughs> oh, it's too good. Let's go, Selino. We have to actually drink. I, I I need a big old swig of this. I know, I know. It's too good. I'm so sorry. I've eaten up, um, I feel like Kate during Kate's Just One Thing. Now I know what you feel oh, like. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's so much more fun talking about nothing. No. Um, I know we do have a show to do, but it's more important that we have a cheers to Selena the horse. So I appreciate don't that. apologize. I appreciate We need it. to recognize game I pre- when due. Well, speaking of recognizing game and cheersing, we are celebrating the man, the myth, the legend, Kobe Bryant today. Um, last week was his birthday, or would have been his 43rd birthday. As you can imagine, there's an outpouring of love. This guy is so, so, so loved in the sports community and beyond. And so um, in uh, in our episode earlier this week, we talked or we mentioned um, that there are these Kobe NFTs going around. And the reason that, you know, they sort of, um, you know, kickstarted this was, you know, a way to pay tribute, you know, in memory of him for his birthday specifically. And as Kate and I were like, what do we want to talk about this week on Drafts on Drafts? It was like, we just haven't spent enough time talking about Kobe. I mean, everything that happened in the last year is such a tragedy and it's hard to talk about and it's never going to be, you know, easy, right? But it's just, as you just said, game needs to recognize game and we are a show about sports and he is a goat and a legend and we want to talk a little bit more and celebrate him. So it felt right and for everyone that knows that drafts on drafts is Kate and I are going to drink beer. We're going to talk sports today. We are drinking. I am drinking a APA, which is an American pale ale. Uh, it's called two T W O and it's from Treehouse brewery in Cape Cod, which Kate recommended to me so nicely when I happened to be there. I know. And then we promptly went to a bar and got really drunk on margaritas and all went home. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad you made it to that brewery first. And I hope it's a delightful APA. Um, I am excited to cheers to Kobe today uh, as I am drinking a it's a local brewery. It's called Three's Brewing. Hey it's yo. local to Brooklyn. What up, BK? And uh, I mean, here, can you can you tell me what this is? Is it called Sfy? S-F-Y? Does it mean like sci-fi? Are they going for like sci-fi or something like that? I think so. I was wondering if these, so on this label, of course, everyone's listening and not seeing, but it's a red (laughs) label. And on the label, there's these little white and black dots that almost look like eyeballs. Yeah, maybe it's... Is it supposed to be sci-fi? It might be. I think you should probably DM Three's Brewing and find out. I mean, or I'm just maybe walk, maybe sleeve, just walk over, good. maybe just walk over to Three's Brewing and ask them since you live like right there. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Either- yeah. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful label. I just I don't know if it's. I hope I'm not butchering it. It's either spy or it's sci-fi or it's something I don't know. But it is a double <laughs> IPA. So we're getting lit today to talk about Kobe, the man, the myth, the legend, the goat. The I'm goat. excited. The Black Mamba. The Black freaking the black Mamba. Mamba. 
That's right. There's That's so, right. There's so much to talk about. First and foremost, we love Kobe. Uh, and, you know, happy what would have been 43rd birthday. It was so cool. Not cool in that way. Just just amazing to see all the outpouring of love that still continues to happen, um, you know, for Kobe. And I'm sure will happen for many, many years to come. But before we talk about kind of what has been going on lately to commemorate Kobe around his, his birthday... I think it's sort of, you know, worth looking back in time to, you know, early Kobe days. Uh, I was, you know, doing a little bit of digging and just some of the stuff that I came across, it's like, you just don't realize it until you see it like written down. You know what I mean? Like he signed when he was 17. That's insane. His rookie deal was for three years, $3.5 million, LOL, like, I mean, I wouldn't laugh at $3.5 million, but when you when you when you think of all the headlines and all the contracts and all the things that we talk about on a regular basis now, like three years, $3.5 million with the Lakers, and he literally started there and built his way with the Lakers entirely, with the Lakers only, which is crazy. He built this just wild career. I mean, some of these stats are just mind-boggling, right? Like 18-time NBA All-Star, five-time NBA champ, four-time All-Star game MVP, two-time scoring champ, 15-time All-NBA team, two-time finals MVP. Like, he ranks fourth all-time in regular and postseason scoring. I mean, he won two gold medals. I just feel like we've lived through all of that and watched all of that, and I knew how good he was. And But when you just look at those numbers in a row after his career it's just it's mind-blowing I mean he's the goat for real (laughs) he he is I mean beyond it it is I mean as as stunning as all of his stats and accolades are it's so funny because I keep coming back to the fact that he was signed at 17 at three years for three mil right you know what I'm saying like and he played his Whole, he earned all of those accolades at the Lakers. In a Lakers he jersey. Was just right. a, he's a Laker for life. I absolutely love that. I don't know if I fully internalized that until you just said it, though. Right. You know? Like, we all know that he was a Laker for life, but you don't, you don't think about it. You don't think about someone's... I mean, how old... He was 17 when he signed. It was just his 43rd birthday. How long was he in the league for? Like forever. Five years? Forever. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's really it's really incredible. And I feel like, you know, nowadays you see people uh, have a little less loyalty to teams in a lot of instances. And they bounce around. And where can they get more money? And where can they win? And, you know, he started from the bottom and, you know, literally, like, was inducted into the Hall of Fame last year. You yeah. know, like, it, it's just an incredible, you know, story. And, you know, every every basketball player you know, now looks up to him. He obviously, you know, used to look up to MJ. There's so many similarities, you know, in, in their game. Um, and, you know, Kobe's just an amazing dude, you know, on and, and, and off the court. And so he just has so many people that have looked up to him, you know, over the years. And honestly, I just don't think anyone in these past years lives up to Kobe potential, right? You know, I just don't think they do. It took a long time for people to admit that Kobe lived up to MJ's legacy. And now I think... I'm probably un, in the unpopular, you know, uh, percentage of people saying this, but like LeBron James is not Kobe Bryant and he's not better than Kobe Bryant and he's not going to be better than Kobe Gr- Bryant, in my opinion. 
He's still good, but he's not Kobe. And so I don't know who the next one is. I'm sure people will talk about LeBron like the next Kobe, but I don't think he is. I think I think this younger generation coming up, like the Devin Bookers of the world, like you got to start looking at some of those guys because I don't know. I just there I haven't seen anyone surpass Kobe. You know, Kobe ranking, if you will, at this point. Yeah, I mean, to let's chalk it up to game recognizes game. Maybe that's the theme of this episode. It's, like, it sounds like it is. And we love Kobe. I personally love LeBron, although I know your feelings on it. Um, but this is a Kobe episode. So how I would be curious, and I know that his legacy that he's left behind in his untimely death uh, in 2020 in a helicopter accident that sadly killed, I believe it was him, his daughter, and uh, five <sighs> others. So the worst. the worst. But he he got where he is. He is the goat not just for those accolades. I think it's worth mentioning that he also like built a brand within like he is the black Mamba. His Mamba mentality was something that actually I was, I was less familiar with until he passed, unfortunately. So I feel like I learned about black Mamba and his Mamba mentality and the five pillars of that mentality, which was all part of growing other people's games in the game of basketball, which is super, super cool. Um, I know you've put in the research to, I mean, I'd like to be educated by you on Mamba mentality and who he was as the Black Mamba. I mean, so as legend has it, so to speak, um, he he changed, not changed his name, but he had sort of this like alter ego, if you will, like f- to separate his personal life from his professional life. Because as you'll hear, some of these these pillars that he sort of had in the Mamba mentality made a lot of sense for his profession and, and doing what he did on the basketball court. But you may not want to be doing all these things, you know, in your personal life. So for him, it was a way to sort of, you know, keep Kobe on the court versus Kobe off the court as two different people, which, you know what, like from all these other episodes, Kate, that we've talked about, about mental health and things that these athletes need to do, like this is a really smart way of looking at it. And, 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 you know, there are a lot of people that look up to him, not just because of the skill on the court, but because of this right here, this Mamba mentality was a way to say, okay, these are the things that I need to do to succeed on the court, on the field, whatever it is in my profession, but I don't need to necessarily carry all those things over and, and live my my life that way. And so I think it was a really important balance. But the cool thing was, is he gave himself the nickname Black Mamba in 2003. He took the name from Kill Bill, where an assassin used a Black Mamba snake to kill another character. I guess that inspired him. Wow. I guess that wow. is, uh, yeah, that inspired him. And from that moment on, he created Black Mamba as the alter ego, as I said, to kind of create this like on court versus off court, you know, version of of Kobe, which like, I mean, I think it's a really smart way to do it because being a professional athlete is tough and you do need to find a way to separate the two, I think. And he was such a, yeah. you know, he was like, he was a dad. He was like, so there's other there's other things going on in your life that you need to like, separate the two and i i think the mamba mentality was was that uh that is so cool i had no idea that it was based on a snake from kill bill that is super dope now you know and 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 the five pillars this is what i was saying there's five pillars of mamba mentality again this is how he sort of went into his professional life resilience fearlessness 
obsessiveness, relentlessness, and passion. And it's like, yeah, of course, when you read all those things off, you're like, yeah, that's absolutely what you need to do to be, you know, an 18-time all-star and win all these, like, right? Like, it makes so much sense. But again, it's like when you read it, you know, on paper and he kind of put it out there to the world is like, this is a thing. This is how I kind of live my life. And and it's almost like advice, right, to, to people how they how they can succeed. I, um, yeah, when I read those down, I'm like, of course, this makes perfect sense. And I love that it's called the Mamba Mentality. Like that has just been, like you said, a brand that was built, you know, and while he used it as a way to separate his professional life from his personal life, there's a lot of people that use this in in their personal and professional yeah. lives. You know, it's it, it's really made, like not everybody can shoot a J like Kobe Bryant, but everybody can try to live their life like Mamba Mentality. Everybody can fucking try. That's for sure. And I think it's interesting, right? Because the whole reason we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about Kobe all the time because Kobe is Kobe. Um, But most specifically, we're talking about Kobe because this past week, like you said earlier, was was his his 43rd birthday. And it's interesting, I feel like, because one year later, uh, folks are still figuring out the best ways to memorialize Kobe, you know? Yep. Um, and not just in, obviously, like, Mamba mentality is all over the place. I feel like people are adopting, whether it's it's these five pillars or just the essence of Kobe and the Black Mamba, which I think is really super dope. Um, people are leaning in there. But also, like, as it pertains to, like, literal today, uh, as of last week for Kobe's 43rd, someone was talking about nfts like that's kind of the most timely thing here michelle and i don't know if you know what an nft is but there are nfts of kobe uh which are basically manifesting themselves in never before seen photos eight photos that are now available as nfts being auctioned off on the internet do you know anything about this uh well yes i have read the headlines i do know this exists um, I am the least knowledgeable when it comes to NFTs. My husband has tried to explain it to me numerous times. It really just goes right over my head. I don't really understand it. That said, what I do understand about it is it's much more of like a digital, you own something in the digital space, which is really hard for me to wrap my head around because I need like tangible things. Like I am holding my phone. I own this thing. An NFT is like out there on the internet somewhere and you own something that's on the internet, which is very weird to me in general. However, if there was an interesting use case for an NFT, this maybe is it? Because if you're a huge Kobe fan, maybe this is this is your way of memorializing him. This is your way of feeling like you have a, a piece of Kobe in these never-before-seen photos. So I don't know. This This to me is like the most interesting way to use an an nft in a way that like immortalizes him which is kind of cool whereas some of the other things that i've seen that have been put into and made into an nft and people spend gazillions of dollars on it i'm like really that's what you want you want that thing whereas i don't know this feels like a little bit more of a better use i don't know you maybe you know more about nfts than i do um, I don't know <laughs> if I do because similar, no, well, similar to you, I feel like I've heard about NFTs ad nauseum. Of course. And I did, while you did research today on 
Kobe, I did a little bit of research on NFTs because I just I want to understand what all the hype is about. And especially, you know, if these eight Kobe photos are really if they're really something valuable, whether or not it's like a, a apt memorial, I think I would like to know what they are. So essentially to break it down in the most simple terms. NFT means non-fungible token. Of course it does. And non-fungible, I don't know what that means, so I had to look that up too. Non-fungible means it can't be replaced with something else. So like the example that I was reading about is that Bitcoin, if you know what a Bitcoin is, it's your digital wallet, it's your digital money, you can exchange one Bitcoin for another. So that makes it fungible, you know, whereas... If you have a one-of-a-kind photo of Kobe, if you have a one-of-a-kind trading card, you know, like think of the days where we were trading cards, that is non-fungible. It is a thing that you have and it is not replicable because that is the original thing. Does that make sense? It it sort of makes sense. But like, look, I had tons of baseball cards when I was a kid. They're probably in my house somewhere. But like... I thought my collection was great, but then 50 million other people had the same collection that I had. So it's, it, that's why, it, that, and I don't understand how things don't get copied on the internet. Anyway, this is not an NFT episode, so we do not need to go that deep into it. I just think this is actually a good use of NFT for once, because I do think it's like what you just said. It is something that like nobody has seen before, right? Never, it is the original. Right. It's not like these are printed somewhere else. It's not like they're on the internet somewhere else. So like that to me is interesting versus some of the other things that I've seen where I'm like, people are buying like video clips. I'm like, but you've already seen that video clip. Who cares about buying a video clip? Like this is literally, like you said, an original. It's it, it's from like 20 years ago. It's photos from when he uh, like started his career. That to me feels like, Okay, I could I could maybe get behind that. I could I could see how you you might want to have a piece of that, you know? Yeah, I mean like think of it the the only thing that I can equate this to, which I feel like if you are a sports fan and you are in the digital age, having a Kobe NFT is fucking cool Yeah. because like think of it as I'm not an art fan. I don't understand art, but I try. But let's say there's like a Monet painting. You know? If you buy the painting, you have the only original. You know what I'm saying? The People original, can replicate yes. It. They replicate yeah. it, though. So at that point, I'm kind of like, right. come on. But everybody does that because the the argument is, and not to dig my heels in on NFTs, but I actually think it's really interesting. It's like, if you own the original Monet, you, Michelle, you have it in your house. It's it, whatever it is. People will replicate that until the cows come home. They'll try to print the same thing. It's the same thing online, you know? Yeah. So even if you bought, like, an original Kobe online photo, that's yours to flex with and be like, this is, I can tell you, given, like, I have all of the metadata to prove to you the flex that I have this photo of Kobe. It's mine. You can't have it. You can replicate it, but I can... I don't know. I, I have the original. It's a flex. You it know, is. it's I like artwork. It. I hear you. I, I think uh, you're right. It is a flex. And I think in this instance in particular, like I said, because they're never before seen, I think that makes it even more special and original versus like buying something that you've sort of seen already. The cool thing about this, and we we, sh- we, we didn't say this at the beginning, is 
because this is where my head was going. So 100% of the proceeds from this, it's in auction right now, 100% of the proceeds um, will go to uh, Mamba and Mambasita Sports Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization that Kobe set up, which props to him. This nonprofit was set up to create positive impact for under um, underserved athletes and young women in sports. So the, the other cool thing about this is there's going to be people that are going to write big fat checks for this because they want to flex and they love Kobe and they want to be a part of this, which is awesome. They're going to help immortalize him forever. The other thing is 100% of whatever they write down on that check is going to go to an amazing foundation that like kind of continues, you know, Kobe's legacy, like living on forever, which is so cool and it you know i it, it it'll be it, it's just a very interesting way like you said earlier like people are still grappling you know with this because it was a very untimely death and you know there's there's so many ways that people have already dealt with it there's going to be more ways that people are going to you know learn to deal with it but this is a pretty cool way to do it have a little piece of history have a little piece of kobe and also like keep his legacy alive from you know it, for this non nonprofit yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, Michelle, I think that I hate to break it to you, but I I think my beer is just about hey, done here. We're like right, so, we're right at the same pace here. We were t- we chatted a lot. It was hard for me to drink because I just wanted to keep talking about Kobe. I was gonna say, like, don't want to slow you down here, but this is the two minute warning and wrap up announcement because, like you all know, once we get to the end of our beers. That's the two-minute warning. It's the two-minute drill, and it's time to wrap it up. So I love that we talked about Kobe today. I love the I love all things Kobe. I wish we had more Kobe in our lives, but I hope that someone who is listening buys those NFTs and can flex on us because it's pretty dope. <laughs> it's pretty dope. Yeah, and honestly, like the Mamba mentality thing, I'm glad that like we talked about it and wrote it down and – it is definitely like an amazing, you know, sort of way to like think about your life. And it's amazing that, you know, that he was able to put that out there into the world. He's not just a basketball player. It was so much more than that. So mama mentality, baby. Like I, I think I'm going to take mama That's mentality true. from this episode and, and hopefully everyone else does. And maybe y'all didn't know, you know, sort of where that came from or what it meant. And now you do. And it's all over the internet. Everybody talks about it, but this is like the first time I felt like I really dug into what it means and, and, and how to, you know, how to sort of abide by it. So, I mean, we started with a cheers. We will end with a cheers to, uh, to Kobe. Cheers to Kobe. And hopefully we can all take, I mean, we should recount the five pillars of Mamba mentality because you know why you can bring all of this into your draft and into your fantasy game resilience, fearlessness, obsessiveness, definitely obsessiveness, (laughs) relentlessness, and passion, definitely passion. We have to bring that into our fantasy league. And Michelle, we are talking about this in two days on Friday morning, 8 a.m. As always, we've got our regular Draft Queens episode, and we're talking about our fantasy draft. I'm so ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank God for mama mentality, man. The more that I read these, the more I'm like, it's okay to be the way that I am. Thank you, Kobe Bryant. That's right. I appreciate appreciate you. I appreciate you. Well, cheers to Kobe. We have a lot more to talk about on Friday, and we have a lot more football to cover. So you know where to find us on our socials. And as always, 
have a wonderful midweek. We will see you on Friday.